and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. <laughs> I am your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSG. Follow the show that on Twitter. That is at HEFPod. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook where all the English language content covering the Eintracht Frankfurt can be found in one convenient location. That is facebook.com slash HEFPod. And you can also drop us an email whenever you want. That is hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. Subscribe to uh, our uh, feed on Spotify and on SoundCloud and on iTunes, wherever the good places that you do uh, collect your uh, podcasts, subscribe to us there and give us a like and a review. It does help other Eintracht fans find us in this large podcast landscape. So Eintracht got into action against Leipzig at the weekend, and I bring none other than Roman in Bad Vilbel, uh back in to talk about the Eagles. Roman, wie geht es Ihnen? What's up? Mir geht es gut. Wie geht's dir? Oder I gute wie, as we would say in uh, in Frankfurt, and uh, I'm fine. <laughs> I good to be indeed. Glad, glad to be back. Ah, good, good, good. Roman, it is great to hear your voice because uh, we had a better result than we've had in uh, other matches recently. So how would you help me out here? Eintracht Frankfurt. Eins. Leipzig. Null. Very good. <laughs> Eintracht Frankfurt versus uh that Leipzig uh we ended up getting a share of the points which is perfectly all right and uh hey at the end of the day um this is one of the teams that if you're able to take points off of in all fairness uh count yourself lucky because I've seen their performances in their previous matches outside the Champions League and not gonna lie um I'm just happy with the point that we got. We can get into that a little bit more now. But with uh, a lot of tactical uh, changes, the Eintracht laid out in a, a weird sort of formation. Well, weird in the sense that it wasn't uh, keeping what we usually have. So Hinterreger being out due to injury. We have Durham out due to injury. And Torre out due to injury. Um, <laughs> as you can probably guess, not exactly the, uh, uh, didn't exactly have the setup that we would have wanted to have taken on Leipzig, but Hey, you know what? Got on with it. Um, so we had a kind of weird, uh, five, six, uh, five midfielder formation, uh, has maybe kept on dropping into a defensive midfielder kind of Libro position, but it. The balance was off, in my opinion, but we'll kind of go through with it. You had Kostic on the left, Kamada on the right. That uh, ended up uh, biting us in the bum. And uh, Rolda and Sol in the middle with Eunice playing behind Silva. And uh, KT, obviously, in case anyone was wondering. KT uh, in goal with Tuta, Ilsankar, and Indika as our defensive three. Roman, let's start with Kamada out on the right. This was, well, uh, get this against Clivert, uh, 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 the, uh, the son of uh, the Greek uh, Dutch 
player. And uh, let's put it this way. Uh, his loan spell from Roma uh, has been pretty good for Leipzig. So probably uh, buy him in the in the summer. And he kept on turning Kamada inside and out. And if it wasn't for Kamada scoring our only goal, he would have had an extremely poor rating. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was painful to watch. You know, and uh, and I think could they even admit uh, that uh, that it wasn't a good idea to give Kamada this role? Um, and I think it was he said it was more his fault than um, than Kamada's fault. And uh, I just take that as a um, as a statement, and I just say okay, it's uh, just the wrong position for Kamada. Um, but yeah, it was kind of painful to see, you know, like the type, the way he lost all the balls and, 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 but not only Kamada, I felt like, uh, already, um, in the last game, we saw too many balls lost too easily. And the, the passing, I think the, uh, that to an extent we kind of perf, we uh, perfectionalized it. Um, kind of was gone to that extent, right? So, um, I was not very happy with, um, with our midfield performance and it was really annoying like kind of like the good old days you know where we just lose the ball too easily and uh and couldn't keep it and uh yeah so and Kamada let's just say he was not happy with the position that he that he played on which is which is you know I think that's the right viewpoint for him to look at because when he has been successful he's been playing through the midfield uh through the center of the pitch um Linking up with Kostic uh, to the left and Dorm or Toure to mm. the right. He's able to then work with Eunice in tandem and uh, create a little bit of a triangle with Silva at the very top. Sometimes it has been Jovic win. Uh, we've had to substitute guys out. He still was able to get off, you know, two shots, one of which went in, but uh, we couldn't. We could not get the goal attempts. We had less possession. Our yeah. uh, passing accuracy was even worse. We actually, so weirdly, we actually uh, had fewer sprints. We ran uh, so nearly the same amount of distance. Our tackles one was less. We committed more fouls. We only had one offside. So you now there's 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 another bright spot. <laughs> but yeah. I mean. This, uh, if we had better set ourselves up playing on the right, I think we would have been able to maybe have negated Leipzig a little better. Because I felt in the first half that it was a matter of time for, like, okay, so the first moments of the first half, I thought, you know, this could be pretty even match. And then it felt very much that we were playing just so deep. And, you know, it was getting, we were getting shown for, having you know not for obviously not having our first 11 out there uh, due to you know everything injury suspension what have you and you know it's shit it's going to continue for another week as well and i mean rowan this is uh i think i just put this down to you know what we didn't put we played far from our best and yet we still got a result out of this um yeah. Let's kind of talk in general. I mean, we we get, yeah, we get lucky, like especially with our with our defensive problems that we had or that we started with. I mean, with Isanka, I don't know what happened to him. But, Isanka, I thought was really uh, good. Um, you know, he's he was really good. That's what that's what I mean. Like, what happened to him? Like, uh, it's probably it's a position that's uh, that's better for him, that's suit, more suitable um, for him. 
But uh, that's why I was I was scared when I heard that uh, Hinteregger is out, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is not going to be this is not going to be fun." And uh, but yeah, I think we played very decent, very uh, very safe in the back. I think Trapp also had some good moments again, you know, which I think is good to see because I sometimes have my little doubts would be the wrong word, but you know, a few a few things that uh, he, he could be a little bit more secure in the back. But uh, I think he had a very good um, good run this game, and so from our defense side, I think it was very solid, was good, um, and uh, creativity in, in the in the uh, in the midfield was totally lacking right and like the the balls that we lost also Roda I wasn't all that happy uh, with his performance but I mean I, I definitely have to check out what what Rode, uh, uh sorry what Hasebe is eating and what he's doing uh, because like he's just like uh, like like a bomb in the back and um yeah so it's I think all in all we can be super lucky but of course on the other hand you know ooh those two extra points uh, would have been would have been a lot nicer in our position, but you know Leverkusen lost, so um, you know I think we got a good we got a good um, a good chance here with with moving up, and I think the game against Leipzig once again a draw against Leipzig I think we would have signed that off uh, from the beginning, especially what we heard the news about our defense, but uh, yeah, so now let's get ready. For the next game, so I think we we I had a agree good, with that because um, good, good situation as you mentioned, uh, Dortmund and Leipzig and, and uh, Leverkusen's results around us kind of well, uh, I mean Dortmund did win out the weekend, but like uh, they had lost uh, the weekend beforehand, so it kind of helped us yeah. out uh, in balancing that. So um, I mean, look, we've got in our next few matches our next three matches we have the teams that are they all are a part of the top seven uh, i would say that they all are teams who have a, at least a shot at uh, qualifying for you know uh whether it be the europe europa league that new uefa conference which i kind of ranted about a little bit <laughs> last week and the mm. champions league you know we got wolf uh wolfsburg dortmund and union the Union at the weekend. So Union, uh, Dortmund, and Wolfsburg in that order, not the reverse order that I mentioned, which is the order that they yeah. are in the league, whether they be above or below us. So, I mean, shucks, if we can just uh, beat those guys, then uh, we'll be in yeah. a pretty good spot. You know, beating Union, I mean, Wolfsburg, I don't know who they have uh, at this weekend, but it is kind of, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad that they only get to play Schalke. They've already played Schalke. And now, you know, maybe over yeah. the Bremen, who is a little beat up, can take a point off of them. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, Befo Bay plays Cone, And that was a surprise loss uh, this uh, past fall. Mm. So perhaps uh, points can be taken away there. Um, Leverkusen plays... Uh, uh, Hertha Berlin. Berlin. So I've yeah. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one because obviously I want Hertha to lose. So, um, but anyway, so the most important thing I think is at this point of the season, it's most important to focus on your own game, Correct. right? Um, that is the essential part. We need to win our games that we need to win, like the important ones, or like the 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 one that we bank in. We have to win. Right, like Union Berlin, this is what we have to. And if we, even if we lose against a few of the top, that'll be fine as long as we 
as long as we bank in, um, as we check in the one we banked. Can you say yeah, that? We've, we've Whatever. Got a, Anyways, we've got a few banker um, wins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some pretty locks, uh, rock solid wins, I think, that are left on our schedule. And some people are going to say, don't you dare say that. But I'm sorry. Right now, Gladbach looks like, you know, they're just uh, dead in the water, just waiting to be, you know, yeah. take, like taken care of. Augsburg really has not been that good at all. I mean, they just... Gladbach is just so bad, like has been so woeful that they made Augsburg look good. So, and Augsburg's and yeah, and wait for a little bit of more issues on the on the coaching side, yeah. right? So, I mean, as, as I think I heard that uh, um, Gladbach is interested in Glasner from Wolfsburg. Why, I think he wanted to leave yeah, at some w- point. Anyways, the thing is, Glasner wouldn't be interested in making the move so long because why with Wolfsburg in a top four, why would he want to leave? Yeah, but who wants to? Yeah, but who wants who? Who wants to live in Wolfsburg <laughs> and who wants to be coach of that team if you can go to Borussia Mönchengladbach? Like, seriously, you know, you can have like a f- packed stadium. You can finally have supporting, um, acknowledging the work that you're doing. Yeah. Right. And with Wolfsburg, you have nothing. You go, you play Champions League and uh, with Wolfsburg and you get like 10 people uh, traveling with you. You know, if you're lucky. Especially so if, there's like, work, like for, if they have I three don't... shifts working that night and they don't allow the workers in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. So you 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 want to go like I would totally in in a heartbeat uh, go to Mönchengladbach if I would be even for Leverkusen or Wolfsburg. You know, Leverkusen maybe, uh, but I mean, I would anyways. I would not not have even worked for those teams. But for Glasner, he could really you know he could he could do something. Well, in, I, in, in I totally Gladbach. agree. So I just think we just need the rumor starting right. The rumor is already going to help us. You know, and the minute is, that there's I think a Gladbach uh, does make a move. What they're going to do is they're going to put Marco Rosa on gardening leave so that they can still collect that 5 yeah. million euros from Borussia Dortmund. Because if they fire yeah. him, then yeah. that basically, you know, negates the money that they'll be paid. I mean, I don't know how yeah, much the manager is on, but I mean, on. at this point of the year, it's like, are we really yeah. going to fire a manager, pay out half of what we owe him left and not collect the five million uh, just to kind of no, salvage no, what little of the season that is left? I mean, um, yeah, no, they're obviously not that stupid, but the, all you need to do is just let them go on vacation, you know, and not show yeah. up on the pitch yeah. every morning. Uh, right? So vaca- that's like the easiest vacation gardening easiest leave. I don't know do. how you say it in German, but I think they need to put them on it. And I think it is time uh, that an American. Uh, coaching in Austria is given his uh, his green yeah. light to make the move, and I think Gladbach should go. It's like, hey, if Rosa turned out to be a good guy to bring in, mm-hmm. why not go to that? Why not go to the same well and get Jesse Marsh, who's been doing just a tiny bit better than uh, Marco Rosa with uh, Salzburg, in that he's actually made the Champions League yeah. and has done some. You know, hey, they played us in the knockout phase now. Granted, we just dropped them like uh, Mike Tyson used to drop uh, guys when they would get in the ring. We just gave them a one, two, three yeah. combo, and they were basically KO'd. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a, a fun a fun part that Dortmund is mm-hmm. going to have, right? Like when they when they when they get Marco Rosa, and, and I mean they're being so successful right right now with Tezic. And uh, and I think they're they're going to keep the run, and then they're going to have this Rosa who barely made it uh, in uh, you know in, to the Europa League, uh, if even you know if they keep on doing this, and they they're going to say the players are going to say like, what the fuck's going on here? What is this dude? Uh, what is this guy doing here, showing up? You know, so it's going to be it's going to be very very toughy for them. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, let's see how how they um, how they how they evolve. Indeed, it's it's quite interesting. I mean, the whole Gladbach it's quite situation. the interesting look the Bundesliga, and um, due yeah. to the result that we had at the weekend, Roman, that uh, that's now a four point gap between München and Leipzig, and. Uh, uh, not next match day, but the match day afterwards. So match day 27, you know, right when we return back from the international break is Leipzig mm. and Bayern. So very quickly, we will have this title race either wrapped up with a nice pretty bow uh, with Bayern coming away either with a draw or a win. Or mm. we can all think, dear God, no, uh, at the thought of Leipzig winning the title because then there'll be just a one point difference and with Bayern being in the well let's be let's be realistic uh their lead against Lazio now they take on uh said Italian team in the Champions League second uh, yeah. leg of their uh round of 16 tie um the later this week but it's pretty safe to say that uh those guys will be at minimum into the quarterfinals yeah. and all lines and even if life's just Sadly, doesn't win the Bundesliga title. They're in the semifinals against either a second division team or Bremen in the Pokal. Let's mm. be let's be honest. Um, on paper, that looks like a serious lock for them to get into um, the Pokal final, and uh, where they'll likely face Dortmund, who also face a second division side. So, I mean, I yeah. just is kind of primed yeah. to either to at least. Be in the running for two titles, which is a little scary thought. Yeah, so for me, it's like I hope just like that they lose to Bayern, and then you know Bayern, you know, congratulations to the title. I don't care, nobody cares. <laughs> um, so let's just move on. Now, of course, it's going to be interesting. I mean, but let's not open that uh, um, uh, that Pandora box, you know, with like Flick leaving, and if Flick uh, is leaving for as national team, then they're probably interested in Nagelsmann and Nagelsmann for Bayern. Um, you know, so there are like these talks going around and that, of course, how is that going to have an influence? But let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting, right? So Wolfsburg, I hope we need to... We Dortmund is going to be tough coming back, right? Mm-hmm. So we really have to win our games because Dortmund, uh, they're going to come back. Uh, they're going to get more points. And that's why we really need to watch our guard to not lose that fourth place. Um, and hopefully maybe Wolfsburg is going to have some troubles at some point. But uh, let's see. Actually, Brian, we got a question from mm. the chat in our Discord. And the question is, and let's go back to the game a little bit. Are Silva and Jovic together up top showing promise or problems? So both together. I mean, we haven't really seen Really, it was just the one time. Together. And then in a, couple yeah, subst- but- in a starting role. And then we had saw in a couple substitution roles. Yeah. Because I also see my problem. I see with those strikers, even that that Silva hasn't hasn't scored in a while, and Jovic hasn't. I think our problem is exactly what we mentioned earlier: is that the situation in our midfield. You know, we're not feeding them with balls. You know, like they're not getting good passes. Even Kostic is like in the last games. You know, not not himself. You know, he's not supplying uh, um, the box with balls that strikers like Jovic or a Silva, you know, can really play there their thing you know we kind of need this ribbage character probably for the for the for the um for the buffaloes to come back in, in some way so that's yeah what i think is the problem with those two two guys you know we need to supply them again with balls so we need kamada back in the center field and and and, and you know with Jonas um 
Also, since he's in talk for the national team, I don't see him as strong anymore. But uh, yeah, we need yeah. There's some. Well, yeah, we need him. We need him back. Yeah, what we need back is uh, the full strength team because you know with Hinty out, I still thought that you know we could have played more. Well, I mean, not just Hinty being out, but. Um, Hinty and not having a regular right wing back in that role. Yeah. And look, I think that Chandler can do the job, but we know that he can't play the full 90s. So you have a yeah. ready-made substitute in Willems right there to play that role. So um, this is kind of taking mm. from another part of the conversation that I had planned in this in the program notes, but Roman... Um, with the way that the team is currently laid out right now, should we um, continue with trying to blow up our formation with the kind of weird stuff that we trotted out at the weekend? Or should we uh, realize that, no, we have a formation that works and we'll just, you know, uh, go back to, we'll just go directly back to that kind of setup and just use like a Chandler Villains kind of, one like if need be and they only got about like 50 minutes in the tank like match day ready 50 minutes in the tank all right substitute one for the other immediately once you're like nope um that's enough time for you switch to the next guy uh should we do that and try and keep the formation as normal or should we continue to mess around with things no, I think like Chandler should definitely get his chance. Um, I think we should kind of keep, uh, we should try to keep the um, the position because it's just a one one game, hopefully situation, you know, where we're on a little bit on a on a on the edge. So I would try to keep it uh, as much as we uh, as, as it's running well so far, and uh, yeah, just try to with accents, um, so to say, maybe try to stay stabilize it. And I think Chandler, he's, he's good to chat. I think he's he deserves a chance, you know. I always like him, and um, um, yeah, why not? And then you know, when the when the yellow red cards, uh, when when the when the players are back and hopefully uh, recover from from the injuries, you know, we go back to full force because that's going to be the critical part for the rest of our season, right? I I believe um, if we get more injuries and uh, more fallouts. That's going to be a tough mm -hmm. one for us because we do not have the the depths in the in the squad, you know, to kind of replace uh, ma major players. So that's why we need to keep everyone healthy and uh, and maybe one or one player at a time, you know, for that we can that we kind of try to uh, replace in the meantime. But uh, yeah, that's that's going to be no injuries because that shit is, is would would totally destroy our our. Uh, or, or a scheme, so I would to agree. say. I think yeah. um, if so, Eunice is supposed to be at, uh, no, excuse me, Tuto's out due to yellow card suspension. And Eunice is also uh, as well. So, with that being said, I kind of want to go an entirely different route. I actually want to go. If we're to get Hinty back ready for the match day, um, we put the Chandler Villains combination substitute one for the other out on the right wing back and kind of play that as it is. Um, 
get the kind of back three there. So with uh, Hinteregger back in there, so that will be Hinteregger. He'll keep El Sanka back in there. And uh, Indica, so keep that as it is. That would allow us to have Hasebe back in the more the proper mid defensive midfielder role, like not the Libro central defender role that we kind of were seeing him pop in and out of. I think we're asking him to do maybe mm. too much. I mean, he's an amazing player, but he can only do so much as uh, the days keep on creeping on on him. Um have Kostic, you know, back in... I mean, Kostic's kind of really just sticking to his role. But since Yunus will be out, I do think that we should consider um, Kamada playing uh, behind two strikers uh, in the center and it being uh, Ache and Silva. Because I think that would... Th- I think that would throw off someone like Unio. Now, they're a pretty sturdy side, but I think that would... Uh, that would at least uh, throw a wild card out there. And, you know, if you need to switch things around, you've got Roostich and you got Jovic off the bench who will be able to, uh, you know, come in there and provide mm. uh, hopefully those late later match sparks that are going to be kind of required uh, once uh, time is closing in on them. And here's just hoping that no one else gets a injured in the meantime and no one else gets a yellow mm-hmm. card accumulation in the meantime because I mean Indica and Rolda now are on seven each Africa uh, do they have to get the tent to get another match ban is that what it, is that how it goes Roman I think so okay. yeah. and Hasebe is also on four yellow cards right now so I mean gosh <laughs> Uh, they just keep on, the hits just keep on piling up. But anyways, uh, we've talked quite a lot about uh, the match at hand. Um, Roman, how about we get to hashtag what are we drinking to kind of change things up a bit? Yeah, my 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 favorite part of the show, but I'm again a little bit boring. So I got green tea this time. No uh, mineral so wasser. I'm drinking oh. green tea. No mineral wasser this time. Yeah, I kind of need needed like a little beverage uh, with flavor. So. You know, good, good, good old green tea. Um, yeah. All righty. And I got Jay uh, Rieger's uh, Kansas City whiskey back for another appearance. Uh, it's kind Ooh. of a colder day outside. Look at you. Yeah. And so the whiskey will Very do good, good now. Uh, they treated this with a little bit of sherry. So it's got a nice uh, t- tinge to it and nice color. And kind of is uh, because of the use of sherry. And the um, distill this and the distillery's process of producing the whiskey. Uh, I don't know the exact uh, vocabulary to use for explaining all that, so yeah. I'll kind of keep it brief to this. Because of the use of sherry, that allows, uh, and they are the only ones who do that. They're able to give it its own uh, name, its own uh, style of whiskey. So that's how Kansas City whiskey is from these guys, and it's a huh. pretty. Good nice. stuff and uh, keeps the blood warm when it's cold outside. So, and only had tornadoes in the area. That's so what we've you had need. quite a lot of Mother Nature. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, very Robert, good. I think that's going to wrap it up for segment one. Let's go to segment two. Hopefully, everyone joins us. We'll talk about the Frauen next. So, stay with. <laughs>
contract framework segment two. Now it's time to talk about the Frauen Bundesliga. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt Frauen. Uh, not exactly. These these girls are really struggling, Roman. Uh, it's starting to become more and more obvious that things are just mm-hmm. <sighs> things have just not been going good for this club. And uh, once again, uh, didn't get a positive. Well, got a minorly positive result. Uh, Eintracht had to get a late equalizer from uh, Prenz and the 83rd minute to scra- uh, scrape out a 1-1 draw with Meppen. Uh, Meppen is in the currently just above the relegation zone and has been. Uh, they were tied on points, and now due to uh, their point gained, our one point out and goal difference helps out a lot for them too uh, over SC Sound but this was one that I had high hopes that the Eintracht Frauen would get the full points you know start surging at the table because right now they're officially in the bottom half on 18 points from 14 plays 7th place the league is 12 strong not exactly the best spot to be in. And Roman doesn't really get any easier for the Eintracht Frauen because this week yeah. they got uh they got uh English Volka. Yeah, yeah. I know it's kinda like yeah, we are uh well, you know, let's just say it's their first season is Eintracht Frankfurt and um yeah, I don't know, it's not a lot to say. I mean, you um, always have the hope, hope, or I always have the hope, hopes up, you know, that they kind of like stabilize and, you know, kind of return uh, to uh, the Frankfurt uh, for our team that we are, that we're uh, used to as uh, the early um, FFC. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, d- we probably still have to give them some time and, uh, yeah, and the situation right now, I think, ain't easy as well, you know, with the whole COVID situation. I don't know how they, f- especially for them, how they um, um, can can cope with that. So they had two injuries, uh, two COVID cases, right? So you never really know um, how how it affects them. I right? agree. I mean, um, so their schedule really is a ball buster. Um, not that... The- Nah, yeah. I mean, look, it is a tough, it is a tough um, hand that they were dealt. So they play on yeah. Wednesday at the 17th, and then they're scheduled to play again. Uh, you know, the next match, it, they have uh, some time off at least a little bit, but, you know, um, they don't play until the 26th against Leverkusen and then you know they finally get another winnable I mean so this this midweek match that they have now is uh Essen Essen is kind of uh just below them in points I mean if they don't win here then you can easily say that I mean even now I'd have to say that they would need to have some crazy turnaround time to even get the kind of result that they want it to even get because they admitted in talking to uh, uh, both players that we've spoken to, including Laura Franking that the pair of us spoke to, you know, their aim is the champions league. And that is, yeah. oh, 
I mean, they have two matches in hand on the teams that are currently in the top three spots. But I mean, even if you pump on, like, yeah, make those two uh, matches that they have in hand, uh, six, you know, add six points to the team's tally, they're still a ten, they're still ten points behind uh, third place, sixteen points yeah. at present time. That's that's a lot of time to make up, and you only have uh, twenty two matches. Uh, I mean, you don't have a lot of matches to the season. So time's running short and you need the other team to also be dropping points. And Dynatech finally to play the teams that they need to play to climb up the standings and they still have yet to do so. It's really, it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, that's, yeah. What, what can, what can we say? Uh, especially since we I, or I can't really watch the games, uh, you know, or we can't. So it's kind of like tough to say from a distance, like what's the what's happening. But let's just hope, you know, they find back on track and uh, and yeah, and, and and soon we'll be maybe next season. I don't know, you know, maybe next season we we have another we have another go. But we have to watch out that we don't kind of like move further down the um, uh, you know the table. Indeed. So, Indeed. You know, this is a critical moment here I as totally well. I totally agree on that. So, um, we kind of talked already a little bit about uh, the injury uh, issues that we've been having with uh, Torre and uh, Hinteregger being out, or Torre and uh, Durham being out long term. Um, one player who's actually already been called up to his national team. Now we've heard a lot of rumblings that some teams won't, you know, may, be making their international call-ups uh, this March. Uh, all the South American uh, countries have called all those call-ups off. We don't have anyone else. Really, we don't, outside of uh, Timmy, we don't have anyone from the Western Hemisphere uh, who would be possibly called up. Uh, Tuta's kind of you know, new popping up on the scene. Um, so don't have to worry about that. But so far, it's only been Silva who's gotten an international call-up. Hinteregger um, has been, you know, uh, is not going to be called up to the Austrian team. Uh, any word on some of the other players that typically are called up, like Ilsanker? Uh, have we heard any news on those guys getting their call-ups? No, I think uh, I think they're trying to not let them go. I, I've, I haven't really figured out like the whole scheme and how they base base it. But I mean, I, I still stand with my opinion that during a pandemic, um, uh, these games are just the most useless thing in the universe. Right. You know, we don't need everyone to travel from everywhere to meet somebody somewhere and then you know spread out again. That's just the most stupid uh, thing someone can ever do. And, you know, especially in times, I mean, I don't know how it is currently in the U.S., but I mean, all the bars and pubs are closed and uh, even still the shops, you know, only with by only by appointment. And uh, and, you know, this is absolutely unbelievable that, you know, you have those um, those guys traveling around uh, and playing soccer games. I mean, I get it for the Bundesliga because they're not really. You know, so they're not like each individual is not meeting up with different teams every match day. So it's kind of like those groups that by testing, you can kind of condemn it a little bit. But the whole national team stuff, I would just, I I, I would just not, as a country, I wouldn't allow. You know, if I were in the government, the German government, I would say, okay, it's not allowed. I don't care uh, what people say, uh, what the organizations, um, the associations say. 
I would just say I don't care. I can only agree with that, and here's hoping that those guys don't make calls uh, so far. Uh, all I've, I've heard has been Portugal uh, and uh, and Serbia, uh, who has decided to, of course, call up both of our guys. So, great uh, that Kostic and Jovic and uh, Silva have their calls, but I mean... They're just friendlies, though. They're excuse me. Well, I guess this Portugal and Serbia match is a World Cup qualifier. But I mean, come on, just push it back a little further. And you know what? Even with this European Championship that they are insisting that they have to play, okay, then uh, have your World Cup qualifiers, you know, be almost like your warm-up matches ahead of those. Because then, hey, guess what? You have highly competitive matches to go right in or play them immediately after the tournament uh, for, you know, everyone else. I don't know. You got to get, you start to get, you need to get creative. And so far, everything that I have seen is just pointing to the fact that, you know, this is almost being created by a child thinking that, oh, yeah, this is you, you look, you know, you don't have to go too far. You'll be fine. You know, you're only mixing, you know, yourself yeah. in with, you know, guys from all over the globe. Um, I mean, sure, most of these guys are come from Europe, but I mean, these guys are come from all various European countries. And I don't know about you, but this is this is not good. I don't like how, you know, no. Austria, we know that they're going to want to take up Ilsanker and Hinteregger, and the only thing that we can do is say that Hinti is hurt. Ilsanker, there's going to be no way for us to pull, like, properly pull him out if yeah. they say, nope, we're playing this qualifier against Scotland. We have we play it against, well, you don't really need anyone versus the Faroe Islands. So let's be honest, Roman, you and I can do that job for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just, I, this stuff just doesn't make sense to me. Why do no. this during, we, and we've been talking about this ever since they started bringing back the internationals. And you know what? If you had, it, nothing other than playing in the summer when all the clubs are done should uh, be happening. But even then, that's a lot of action that these guys are going to be asked to do. They're already being asked to play three matches during these international windows when you would have normally just two. And, you know, these guys are coming to yeah. us just exhausted and got it. And once it comes yeah. to Eintracht versus, uh, versus Dortmund when we come back, I mean, everyone's just going to be tuckered out. I mean, it, Roman, we never have it easy, do we? It's just going to be annoying, you know? <laughs> But it's just it's just annoying. That's just uh, yeah. The only thing that I think will yeah. be not say? annoying is the uh, training match, the uh, friendly versus Wiesbaden. I think that will be a good chance for yeah. some <laughs> of the guys who really have not been uh, featuring on the roster to uh, be given a yeah. chance. I still have hopes that Lucas Farnberger, uh, Yannick Bruger, and uh, and will be and then Otto. I still have hopes that these guys might be able to show something that would allow Adi Hutter to trust them. You know, uh, even if they're, you know, doing more than just making up the numbers on the substitute bench. Maybe we have someone yeah. who gets hurt in the defensive line, and then we have someone who's ready to go, and then ends up killing it. I don't know. <sighs> who knows? Let's just hope. <laughs> yeah. 
Roman, <laughs> how about we preview Eintracht versus Union, shall we? Ah, let's do it. Let's do good old Union Berlin. We like them, or I like yeah, them. Yeah, we so. another team from the GDR. Uh, Roman, uh, for those of us who might be a little too young uh, to remember uh, that con- former country, uh, who or what was the GDR? Ah, well, the GDR was uh, the really short, the Russian. Uh, occupied zone after the Second World War, right? So um, after the Second Second World War, um, Germany got divided in basically uh, four occupational zones, the Soviet Union, the United States, England, and France. And uh, the GDR was basically that the Soviet Union said, okay, nice to have these zones, but we want to keep it to ourselves and we want to uh, put our ideology uh, in in that state, so piece by piece, the state was formed, um, or two s- separate countries were formed, and apparently later on, uh, secured by a wall and a, a death zone to trespass or like to to switch countries, and uh, fast forward as you guys all know in the nineteen nineties eighty nine. Um, the reunification happened and we're back one country. Uh, so that's like the very quick um, summary of what is GDR. So GDR is the German Democratic Republic versus the FDR, the federal, uh, uh, not FDR, the federal German, FGR, federal, no, FRG, FRG, I think, Federal Republic of Germany, uh, the two countries that uh, unified to I think now it's just Germany or do you still say Federal Republic we still say Federal Republic in German Bundesrepublik but I don't know internationally I think it's just Germany um, right that's what I've always known it as the Federal Republic of Germany and okay. and the yeah. Bundesliga is to say the Federal League I think right yeah. Well, yeah, Bundesliga. Yeah. His uh, history lesson taught. So, uh, Eintracht versus Eisen Union. Um, Union's been a tough cookie so far this season in the Bundesliga. Um, they've gotten on an unbeaten run again, uh, unbeaten in uh, their last four. Um, with. Excuse me, unbeaten in the last five. The last match that they were defeated was uh, to Mainz back in the beginning of February. And, uh, well, Red Card was there, so that didn't really help them out. So, in the meantime, they have scored a grand total, Roman and Canem. And these five matches, they have scored four goals. That ain't a lot. Yeah. No, no, but it's always, uh, you know, Union. But they've only conceded two. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's got, it's definitely going to be an interesting game because I think predictions are going to be uh, tough. I mean, like on on a sheet of paper, we got to win it, mm-hmm. right? That's just what it is. Uh, but yeah, Union really had a run. Um, I think they're maybe in the end of the. So my hopes are a little bit that towards the end of the season they're kind of like tiring out. Uh, and therefore, you know, let's say his uh, the, the big the big matches are hopefully over for them, or the big surprises, 
and uh, and also probably towards the end of the season, you know, they they realized uh, that they reached the goals that they have. Uh, Kruse was mentioning that they don't want this confederation. What uh, is this UEFA confederate European? Yeah, the UEFA Conference League bullshit. He doesn't want it, and you know, so I think for them the season is over. They uh, they put a check mark. Uh, hopefully, mentally, they put a check mark uh, behind it. And uh, yeah, let's let's hope that's it. And we just beat them, and then they can beat again every yeah. other one, every other team. I mean, because uh, look, um, yeah. the big match for them is the match that follows our match. That's the derby. Yeah, that's uh, a exactly. Union Hertha. If this was in, I mean, we got um, last year when in their first season in the Bundesliga, we were able to see one variation of the of the derby. And it was played at Union, and there were fireworks. It was very much prime time viewing, yeah. very exciting. And we haven't really had one with the fans since. What sucks? Because I think that the Olympia Stadion in Berlin would just be filled to the rafters. We're talking like tickets sold out like months in advance. But you know what? Like the very moment that tickets are available, the tickets just get bought up, filled filled Olympia Stadion, which really only typically happens when they play Dortmund and Bayern. And uh, yeah, I think think you're right. I think that they're looking at this and they're like, you know what? Let's just make sure that we do our best to maintain the clean sheet and then uh, call it a a day because at this point, they're not in the relegation fight. Um, There's not to... For them, they would look at yeah, like Max Cruz said, they would look at the UEFA conference as, you know, just just a burden that, you know, we I don't even know what kind of money is gonna be involved in it. And that's why I'm very much like, look, Eintracht has to, has to finish um, no lower than fifth, because if you if if Bremen got a whole somehow, some way beat Leipzig and then beat Dortmund to win the DFA Pokal, then sixth place becomes the UEFA conference plan. Uh, otherwise, it would go to seventh if, yeah. it, is, if it is between uh, Dortmund and Leipzig because, let's be real, those guys are probably going to finish in the top. Uh, Dortmund is definitely pretty sure it's going to finish in the top five. And I think Leipzig has basically sealed uh, second place, all but sealed second place without an epic collapse. Yeah. So. It uh yeah, Union will not have. They're just gonna look to play defensive, and I think that will be probably a harder test for the Eintracht because normally you're able to in most of these matches we have unless you play Bielefeld, you are very much going up against a team that is looking to go at you typically in the Bundesliga. And that's something that I think that Eintracht benefits from. This is going to be difficult. This is not going to be that 3-3 draw that we had uh, that we had earlier in the season, uh, which was absolutely crazy. But yeah, as they're kind of bringing back the full team back together, like some of the things that we need to worry about, you know, we need to make sure that Um, uh, we don't give up fouls in uh, dangerous positions. We need to make sure that our set that uh, we're not letting them have even you know like many corners. Like so long as we can negate their set piece um, situation, that usually is how they score their goals. So long as we take care of that, we should be pretty much 
golden. And um, I think if we look, if we want to beat this team, we need to beat this team with, you know, multiple guys coming through the middle and from the wing. I think we need to kind of envelop them like the horns of the Buffalo and that we yep. come at them from all angles because we spread them. We kind of spread them out. They are more open to the attack, and uh, that's how we're going to beat them. I do think that we are going to come away with a win. I do think that we need Kostic on his A game. I'd prefer him to yep. pick up a little niggle that then counts him out of Serbian international duty. <laughs> but this yeah. this sort of we gotta take sturdy what we team is the kind of team that uh, Luka Jovic would be good at breaking down. And I think Ashe could also uh, be very useful in this match. And so I'm predicting Roman a 1-0 victory for the Eintracht. Okay, that sounds good. I okay. I add a two to one. We always uh, concede one, uh, so Trump is not going to have his clean sheet. <laughs> uh, but we're going to score two, uh, so two to one. Oh uh, yes, uh, it will be more. I'd like to say this is going to be an interesting game, but I think this is going to be one of those matches where um, the viewing spectacle. Also, Roman, I think that the the sexiness of watching it on TV is going to be kind of poor. Because, I mean, I had I was had an eye on Union versus Cologne, but I was pretty bored, uh, even though there were multiple goals scored in that match. It was not exactly the most exciting of games. And I think, mm. considering their position, yeah, we've got, we can definitely do it. And we're good when it comes to uh, defending set pieces. We have been pretty strong at that. So I'm pretty positive that we... At least can negate uh, their best uh, routes of scoring. And now it's all down to whether or not we put them out of their misery. You know, it's been a while since they've gotten a defeat, yeah. so why yeah. not uh, have them be reacquainted with it? Yes? Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hope. Let's. Let's uh, let's let's hope so. Let's just hope for the best, you know. Let's just kick ass. <laughs> I can totally agree with that. Um, that being said, we kind of already took care of the questions, uh, the questions that were out there for us. But you can always get in touch with us uh, via our Discord. Um, we tweet that out and put it on our Facebook page pretty regularly. Um, you can, as I mentioned, uh, Twitter that is at hepod. It, uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash H-E-F pod. Uh, you can also throw us an email that is uh, hey, Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. And hey, if you look at it from this standpoint, we're still in the running for your folks. Get excited because uh, who doesn't Absolutely. love uh, UEFA European action? I know I do. And uh, I'm going to put that Paramount TV oh, yeah. subscription oh, yeah. that I have uh, to good use. Uh, yes. So uh, to those uh, listening, thanks for having, thanks for sitting down with us. Uh, Roman, where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, SF Bay Eagles, uh, and sometimes on Instagram, even though I have to admit I've been a little bit lazy in the past. Um but yeah, this is typically where you can find me. Well, Roman, I mean, you are kind of getting involved with uh, local politics there. So, um, <laughs> I mean, ah, uh, no, dabbling. No, no, not, not, not to worry. 
<laughs> All right, folks. Uh, again, you can find us on Twitter at HEFpod, and you can follow us at Facebook.com slash HEFpod. Follow us also on uh, iTunes or uh, Spotify or SoundCloud, and uh, give us a like and a review. It helps other folks find us, and it also gives us a heads up if we are doing good or, hey, you know, we also like criticism and are always looking to uh, – do a little bit better. So uh, I'd like to thank Roman for joining me for episode 165 of the Hey Eintracht Frankfurt podcast. Thank you, Brian. And yes, Roman. No, thank you, Brian. (laughs) No, it was was my pleasure, Roman. Always love you on the podcast. So from all of us here at HEF Pod, Hey Eintracht Frankfurt podcast, uh, mask up, um, be safe. Uh, if you're able to get your vaccination, please do so. Bring a friend because you never know if there's an extra vaccine there and they can get uh, the vaccination uh, done for themselves. And uh, stay, uh, again, stay safe. Oh, yes. Where we can watch the match. Roman, I almost forgot about this, but uh, where can Eintracht Frankfurt OMG. fans watch the match around the globe? Kind of important. Um to follow the Eintracht really helps. Uh, Flow Sports app in the Caribbean with flowsports.co in Canada that is Sportsnet World Now and Sportsnet Now in Germany that is Sky Sports Bundesliga along with Austria and Switzerland. Um, in uh, New Zealand that's uh, BN Sports Connect New Zealand. Australia has BN Sports Connect and KO Sports. In the United States that is ESPN Plus which is now actually uh, linked with uh, folks Hulu uh, accounts so if you've got both of those guess what you're able to watch it directly off of Hulu and I did that for uh, the Sunday's match I found that uh, very useful because then it just got placed on my TV and uh, yeah I got a kickback watch and uh, as for the, I have not seen a stream or view an option for the UK and Ireland so far, so stay tuned on that. Uh, yeah, that wraps up 165 episodes of Hey, I Track Frankfurt. Cheers for listening to us, and uh, uh, until next time, cheers. Cheers. Hey,